You're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games badly and then talk very badly about how badly we played those games badly. badly. That one that one was not an AI-generated. <laughs> I intro. mean, it could, it could have been. It said more words than it needed to. Badly, badly, badly. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like any of my high school reports. <laughs> F, F. No, that, just sound, no, that just sounds like my parenting. <laughs> oh, dear. We're off to a good start. So, if you're listening to this, you may or may not have seen that we're doing a giveaway. We're doing and a giveaway? We are doing a giveaway. So, you obviously don't listen. Absolutely don't. pay any attention to what we're doing, which is fair. Why should you? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm the smartest of our listeners. <laughs> The ones that don't. <laughs> There's a distinct level of professionalism that, that comes across quite distinctly in our podcasts, I think. I wasn't it, getting it's a not, It's not a high level of professionalism. No. It's suggesting, like that. suggesting we don't get a high distinction. No. There's no. There's no. There's no. Absolutely not. No effort, no thought, no preparation I mean, involved it's here. in the name right <laughs> like i feel like we put it out there if we're not clear about it then people don't have expectations and then it's absolutely it, spot on advertising it's more accurate than the stuff that wish is suggesting i purchase <laughs> are you on those crotchless pants again again who got off them <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh off off them off yes. Them. Not off on them. All right. Cool. Again, I'm with not, it anyway. Not, not mutually exclusive. <laughs> so we ha- currently have a giveaway going on Facebook. It's for the brand new Masters of the Universe board game uh, done by, come on. It is a come on one, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Much come on. Eileen. Cool, mini or not, Eileen. And, yeah, so all you need to do, like the post, tag somebody in the post. We don't care who you tag. I'd prefer it if it was somebody famous, but, you know. Yeah, we still haven't had that yet. No, so. we have. Have we? Somebody, somebody, at least one person has tagged Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> um. <laughs> and that's just perfect for so many reasons. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. All right. Yes. So, Masters of the Universe. Now, we thought both of us backed this on Kickstarter separately, which was very thoughtless. We should collude more. <laughs> we should we should talk <laughs> apart from doing podcasts. We Outside of the recording podcast. <laughs> uh, so, we both paid shipping. But anyway, we both backed it because... I don't know. I mean, how how much of a thing for your childhood was Masters? It was it was large. Um, in that, I mean, I was 
up until the age of five, an only child, and it was glorious. Um, but like I'm thinking, you know, Snake Mountain, Grayskull, like mo- like not just a couple of toys, right? I had a lot of big I terrified to think of how much <laughs> my family spent collectively over Christmases and birthdays and whatnot. Because we started, like, when we get to the cracking this thing open, I'm like, oh, I used to own that. And I had that. And Stoner, I own Stoner. Why did I own Stoner of all the things? Why um, did you own Stoner? <laughs> He's just a rock. Yeah. We turned into a rock. He, like, transformed almost. It was cool. Um, and, and, you know, Stridor and the big spider. Anyway, it was, it was a large part of my thing. And... Then I had younger siblings and therefore all the nice things that I owned stopped being nice things or things that I owned. And we kind of moved on. You just batarang a cat, didn't you? I did, yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I no longer own any of said things. They all disappeared to the void of siblings and other things. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the more I think back, I didn't realize or appreciate then just how immersed I was. And, you know, every, you know, Saturday morning, it, it was, you know, what is the lesson of the day? Um, <laughs> Those lessons of the day. And then oh. going back and watching now, I didn't realize how terrible a show it was. It's appalling. I bought the, like the DVD, I don't know how long ago, maybe 10 years ago just for the for nostalgia's sake and i watched it and i was like what kind of drugs was i on as a kid because this is a shocking show and it's terrifying because i feel like that was the flagship right but there is a world of tv that i used to watch that i am heavily invested in the quality of that i feel on a rewatch would not stand up yeah, I, f- I figure that's probably most things that we were into as kids. I mean, there's a lot of – I've watched a lot of documentaries on, like, the Masters toys, and a lot of the storyline is, you know, hey, we're going to pitch this. You know, it's basically kid-friendly Conan. Yeah. And they're like, cool, okay, what else you got? Oh, it comes with a free comic in every, you know, pack. Cool. What else? Oh, we're doing a TV show. Okay, done. Sign us up. And then they're like, crap, okay, now we need to make the comic in the TV show. <laughs> so the TV show was sort of a, a last-minute thing. But, yeah, God, man, I I owned a lot of these. My brother owned a lot. Collectively, we had, you know, we had Snake Mountain. We had Grayskull. He had Snake Mountain. I had Grayskull. We had a number of these guys. And... You know, one move, you know, we were living in the States when most of these came out too. So just wander into the Toys R Us, grab them off the aisle. It was fantastic. But, yeah, one move, they all went missing. And I've been upset about it ever since. And my mum has not heard the end of it, and nor will she. But uh, I did manage to pick up, I think it was on Facebook or eBay or something, number of years back, I, I found some guy selling off a whole heap. And it was something silly, like, I don't know, like 100 bucks, 120 bucks, or something for like eight, 10 of these guys. 
and I got back a whole heap of the ones that I had as a kid. So Cobra Khan, who was a huge favorite because he was a water pistol in snake form. Yes, he was. Uh, I got back Leech, uh, Fisto, uh, Too Bad, Modulok, there were, uh, Grizzlor. There was a range of them, some of which I owned, some of which I didn't. My God, like it was for what it was, huge value because a lot of those fetch were fetching years ago, forty bucks a piece, and all with the weapons and everything. So he was glad they went to somebody that had a history with them. I was just glad to have some of them, and then the Origins line started coming out, and the Origins line is basically all of the old ones just with extra joints so they've got elbow joints and knee joints that's pretty much the only difference and i've picked up a few so i've got he-man and battle cat now i've got hordak scareglow uh, horde trooper orko skeletor ram man i do have a trap jaw but that was the hard one for me he was my favorite he was the hard one to get and i was graciously given one complete in its packaging, not even hole punched. And so I really want to open it, but I don't know <laughs> if I can bring myself to do it. So he's the only one that's sitting there still unopened. The rest of them are in grayscale at the moment. I mean, it's, it's where he wants to be. It's his home. Where I want him to be. <laughs> uh, but they have announced Snake Mountain is coming for Origins as well. So... That's going to have to be bought and somehow displayed somewhere. God knows where. But yeah, like Masters was such a big thing for me as a kid. I just loved it. Loved the show. Past tense. I mean, I still love the the feeling that I got as a kid back then. I can, speaking of the feeling I, I got as a kid, I can actually remember the smell you used to, if you cracked a new He-Man toy out of the box, this is really weird and mildly, you know, this shows a, a deep-seated need in me, right? But there is a woman's perfume out there on, on the market right now that smells distinctly like He-Man cracked, 80s <laughs> He-Man cracked in the box. Is that what it's called? I don't, crack. I don't know what it's called, but it smells like that smell you got when you opened the box and it was that kind of fresh Chinese plastic. Um, and I don't know what that perfume is, but it does funny things to me. <laughs> so if anybody wants to get, I don't know, free, to- free tickets to Thoughtless Bowl or <laughs> some sort of goods and services out of Jace, that's all you need to do is find that perfume and just wear a lot of it. It is it is basically just pheromone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Masters, they they've done a few things since the childhood, obviously. Not as many, like it's only recently that they've started doing a lot more and a lot more things have come out. There's been some fairly average comics over the years. The two TV shows that started up the other year, so Revelations and the other one. I can't remember what the kids' one was called. No, but not Revelations, yep. No, it's been uh, cancelled too. (gasps) Yeah. 
So Revelations is coming back for a second season, but the the other one is not. Uh, but also, you know, there's been other bits and pieces. There's been a line of Funko Pops and, and things like that. I have picked up, there's a hardcover, huge comic book, which is a collection of all the comics that came with the toys. <laughs> that is going to be atrocious. No, oh, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. And the uh, only thing that annoys me about the Origins co- um, toys is that the comics that you get with them are like sort of by series now. So like wave one will come out of the toys and that might have He-Man, Skeletor, I don't know, like Volko and Teela or something. And they'll all have the same comic in them, which is very frustrating because there were so many of those comics and, and the comics weren't always accurate to the toys or... You know, not they, important. Not important. It was it was just it was encouraging reading as well as beating people up with a hugely muscled man. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Anyway. Lesson of the day. Read more kids. Literacy is important. That's right. So a couple of years back, pretty much one after another, there were two Kickstarter games. Yes. They were in rapid succession. Yes. So I believe the Come On one was second. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, it was a licensing thing for some some way. I don't know. I don't know the exact specifics of it. But one of the games was Europe-based only. Mm -hmm. So you could only buy it in Europe. And the other of the games, which is the Come On one, you could only get outside of Europe. That's right. You did do your homework for this. I I'm knew just, all this stuff, but I forgot. I'm remembering it. it. I didn't actually do homework for this episode. There's like half a dozen notes written down. That's it. I'd, but go. No, I just I had forgotten all of these things that I swear I knew at one point in my life. But I feel like something important, like Baby Shark, has just pushed all that information <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> Baby Shark. Yeah. Now you oh, now it's all gone from my head. Anyway, come on. So in typical come on fashion, there was crap loads of expansions and all sorts of stuff that you could get with the mm-hmm. Kickstarter, crap loads of stretch goals and all the rest of that. The I just went the bare basics and got the original game as well as the, the Kickstarter stretch goals. Stuff. Yes, which I think is the same as what you did, isn't it? Yeah, and look, there was much wailing and gnashing of teeth trying to decide how deep to go because mm. the Horde expansion was an option. The whole Shearer, I, I mm-hmm. almost went in on Shearer and then I realised how ridiculous that was. <laughs> um, but there was there were a lot of options and I, in the end, decided given this is an untested board game, I was really only buying for the nostalgia maybe we'll just dip our toe in the water and somehow resist so Facebook base game all the kickstarter stuff that came with it which of again call me or not know how to run a kickstarter mm-hmm. there was sure severals yeah look i'm i'm regretting in typical come on Kickstarter, there was one of those expansions, which was Kickstarter only. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, they've all released. They're all in stores. So you can get the Horde in stores, 
which I have. So I bought that pretty much, I think, before we'd even played. Yeah. The Shira one is in stores. The Attack on Grayskull one is in stores. But the one that is not in stores is the Serpent Men with Cobra Khan. Which... I mean, he's not a water pistol. Just saying. No, but like in my heart, he is. So, I mean, they were they were, those two, Cobra Khan and Dragon Blaster Skeletor, who was the other water pistol. They were my favourites, uh, and Trapjaw, of course. Anyway, so moral of the story, and because it's a Masters episode, there's going to be lots of morals. But the moral of this story is, if you have the Serpent Men one and want to sell it to me at a decent price, please get in contact with me. The actual moral of the story here is that if you're looking at a Kickstarter and you know that as soon as it arrives, you're going to regret not purchasing that additional stretch goal, maybe just do it. Uh, Don't live with regret. Money was tight at the time. I could only really justify the base game. And I mean, I'm glad I've got that. But Cobra Khan. I'm going to wonder how much I can buy that for. Surely someone's selling that on eBay for a ridiculous markup and I could still make a profit off selling it to you. (laughs) I probably could. (laughs) Here it is, $500. That's the open price. Anyway, so. (laughs) Why do you smell like a freshly cracked 80s heat? It comes with a free perfume. (laughs) He says as Jace takes a drink. Anyway, like and tag the the post in facebook because we are giving the base set away and we have played a couple of games and from at least this side of the fence it's not just a nostalgia thing it's a decent decent game i was terrified it was going to be shit yes the only reason i was going to have it was for a whole bunch of models though i'd never get around to painting or doing anything but keeping in the box Yes, Me that too. was that was a very real risk, um, <laughs> but I pleasantly surprised. Speaking of painting, if you're not in the Discord, uh, jump in. We've got a lot of conversations and stuff going in there. Have you, like Dan? He's been posting some of the Marvel United stuff he's done. Yes. I don't think you've seen his. Just master saw, stuff. I have not seen the master stuff, but I just because he just did Mystique, yes, as the kind of morph into Emma Frost that was very pretty. Yes, yes. Dan Dan's a friend who buys a lot of board games and then paints all the pieces, and he has painted Orco and Triclops and Skeletor. I must send you the pictures because they're just insanely good. Don't make me want to paint them. That's what I'm trying to do. No, I have too many other things to paint that I haven't got around to. Not listening. Masters of the Universe is a skirmish game. So it's played on a hexagonal board. I think I said that word, right? Me fail English, that's impossible. It's, what is it, one to five players? Yes. Something like that. Something like that. Basically, you've got... One person or the AI playing what they call the controller, which is the worst name I could think of for whatever 
that position is called. Yeah, it's it's the dungeon master. It's the you know it's that that position, but they've called it the controller. I'm not sure why. No, no, it's just shades of Thomas the Tank Engine. But anyway, carrying on. They, now they the changed con- his name. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, they changed. It's no longer the fat controller because apparently that was derogatory. Uh, is it the obese controller? No, they gave him a name. It's even weirder. George. It's not just a description of no. his general stature. <laughs> Fatty McFat. I really wish I could refer to some of my work colleagues like that. Here is a description of your stature and your job title, and that is what I shall refer to you as from now on. <laughs> okay. I, why not? Let's do that. I'll introduce it at work as well. Yeah. I'm, I feel like your work is more on board with that than mine. We, we're bringing it back. <laughs> So the controller, basically the way this game plays, the controller takes a team of three characters and some minions. Now, you know, if you're playing the controller, you basically have the choice. You can do whatever sort of teams you like. You can play as the bad guys. And that's pretty much how we've run it. Yeah. Games look, that we've played. It's, it's, it's reasonably hard not to go full theme. And I suppose that with the caveat, there's there's levels to the theme. So you can go bad guys versus good guys. There's a real blanket, you know, uh, approach to these things. But they all do have kind of sub-factions in that. So there is a, a, the ability to kind of, you know, refine it and theme it further. If you you really want to, you know, I only want Horde or I only want Snake Men or I only want, oh, I didn't buy them. That's disappointing. Um, I'm going to have to... <laughs> Um, but you know, you can go that far, but, or you can go just ham and choose whoever you want because you think they're cool. Yeah. Look, there's, it's actually in the rules that you, you can play it any way you like. So you can play He-Man, Trapjaw and Hordak or, you know, whatever sort of characters you want to play. Just agree with your opponents that that's the way you guys are going to play and away you go. So it's easy like that. So one person chooses three of those characters and a minion. And there's various different minions. Yeah, and and not the yellow one-eyed googly dickheads. Um, But, you know, for example, for the Eternian guys, they've just got the Eternian Palace Guardi guys Mm -hmm. and they they kick around. Um, The Skeletor's got the little robo dickheads with the whirly arms. Um, And I think, the you know, there's the range robot guys from the horde who explode when yes. you shoot them. Yes. They, they, they are a lot of fun, I must say. <laughs> I enjoyed playing with them. But And then the other side of the coin, the other the, the players, let's say, not the controller, fat or otherwise, the players, so you can have one to four players and they choose up to four characters depending on how many people are playing. Mm-hmm. And the same rules apply, they can keep them all in the same faction or they can totally disregard any sort of storyline, play whoever the hell they like. But it's their job to defeat the controller. That's Temple. it. That's a game. Great. Good episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, that is, that is very much it. So, I mean, the way this plays out, there's generally, you know, four player characters so if you have one player you can take charge of four characters if you have two players you get two each you see how this kind of plays out um yes we've only played this two players correct 
I I don't know if you'd go much more than say three players on this one with any sort of level of comfortability. I think two players controlling two characters and one person controlling the controller is probably the way to as go. As far as you want to take it. Yeah. I think I think two or three players is kind of one player works perfectly fine. Um, but two and three players is kind of where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's from our, our limited gaming with it so far, that's the way we would go. The way that the turns work is that each character has a little card which you then place in an order of who wants to go first. So the controller has the three cards for his three people and one for a strategy card, which will allow him to do other things. The four characters that the players are playing, they have their own cards, and then you place them down in the order you want them to activate. The later they go, the more power they get. And power is something you can spend on various different things throughout the game. But obviously, the earlier you go, the quicker you have to do things without your yeah. opponents reacting. So, effectively, the first part of every turn is a bit of a planning phase where you go, here are the things I need to deal with this turn, and here is the order in which I want my characters to act to achieve them, or here's the risk. So here's how I'm going to mitigate that by choosing the order, knowing that the guys that go first or the characters that go first won't have as much power to do stuff as the ones that get kind of supercharged later on, and also knowing that you're always going to alternate player controller and the controller is always going first. Yes, so the controller always gets that first option. And the way that the power works is first player for the controller gets no no extra power. So they don't add anything. Next two players get one power each. Next two, two power. And then the last person, the person that's going eighth, which is one of those player characters, is three power. So the later you go, more stuff you'll be able to do. But at what cost? Are you still going to be there? Who knows? (laughs) Yes. Another thing which I kind of liked in this as well is that you've not only got the the little board that you put these uh, cards down on, but it also tracks the health of each character, and each character Mm -hmm. will have a different amount of health. As you get hit by various different means, being attacked, having rocks thrown at you, Horde troopers exploding next to you, all that sort of stuff. You can use that tracker to lower your health and keep an idea of where everybody is. But if you go down to zero health, you don't die. You just, nobody dies. This is PG. Yeah. You just disappear off the table, and then in your next turn, you come back and start all over again. Right as rain. Yes. Hey. You've still got the power. You still you might you might be a bit further off away from the actual action, but you're still in the game. Yep. The third part of this I really like, as we've kind of talked about this idea of power as a currency. So you spend that to do action. So you might have an attack that costs power. You might be able to boost uh, an attack with extra power. Instead of like a lot of games, that power going just back into the, the pool, right? And you just drawing from that and putting it back. Every time you spend power, you give it to your opponent. 
As the players. Yeah, the controller yeah, can spend yeah, his as power. As much as they uh, want. Yes. But the players, however much you're spending, that's how much you're giving to the controller to spend on his little abilities as well. Yeah. So there's a, a secondary risk, I suppose, as to spending all of your power and doing amazing things because you're giving that power to your opposition. You can then spend it and you don't get it back. Yeah. So do you want to do these really cool things or do you want to take it easy and just do some basic stuff which will keep your power available for future turns when you might actually need it more? Spoiler alert, you want to do cool stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, this whole game is full of stupid shit. And it's all cool. Anyway, so when it is your turn, you've got a couple of things you can do. Every character can do two actions. You can move, and the move is up to three spots on the battlefield. Only thing to bear in mind in this is that if you move away from enemy characters, you're taking damage. Which I like. Yeah. That's good. That's a good mechanic. It's just common sense in mechanic form. You can attack. So you can perform an attack on your against an enemy in range and line of sight. Some of these attacks, depending on your character, will be ranged ones. Some of them will be hand-to-hand. A lot of these are hand-to-hand too. So a lot, a lot of He-Man characters have hand-to-hand weapons. So you can interact according to the scenario, or you can use some of the skills on your dashboard let's say so every character starts off with a couple of skills but as the game progresses those characters those player characters get more and more skills that they can use and this is this is pretty consistent so each of your characters has got a pretty basic set of things they can do and they're all themey and they're all very appropriate for each character right but every alternate turn on the the game basically you get another little tiny card to add to your dashboard with more stuff you can do again specific to that character um and the fun bit with that i i find particularly the fun bit with that is so you you give the character that skill but often that card's double-sided and the skill on one side is not the same as the skill on the other side so there is a point where you have to choose which path you want to go down with the upgrades effectively. Um, and that's a huge thing too. Like, do you do you want to give He-Man this ultimate, like, smash power or whatever it is that he can do, like, crap loads more damage? Or do you want to stick him on Battle Cat and yeah. replace him with a whole new model? And get a Battle Cat. Did we just mention Battle Cat. Yeah. Um, you know, the other one is, is, you know, he might be able to do more damage and things, or the, the other one might be that he gets armor or he's able to heal or something like that. So he becomes tankier than punchier. Um, so there's, you know, there's a whole lot of choice because there's each character has three of those upgrades. Um, so you have to make that choice three times, not once, not uh, twice, but thrice. But thrice. But I think I think as well there's a degree of, you know, what can my uh, counterparts do as well. So, you know, if you, depending on the scenario that you're doing, and there's a whole heap of scenarios that come with this game, uh, but depending on the scenario, depending on what my teammates are or who they are, do I want another big, beefy 
attack or do I want some sort of secondary skill that I can use to assist everybody else? And there's there's a there's a degree of thinking in that decision. Yeah. Which and I love. Yeah, and it's not just thinking about what I want this character to do, but how do I want the team to play that I've selected to do this mission in this current situation? And it just it's a really nice little just keeps you thinking about all the things that you can do and effectively all the skills that you're gonna have that you're probably gonna forget or not allocate power to at the right time. That's the other thing too, because this power that you're getting each turn, you're allocating that to the specific skills. And if you don't allocate it correctly and you don't have enough to do that skill, you're not doing it that turn. Yeah, so a really easy case in point there is some skills are reactive or defensive in nature. So when someone attacks you, spend power to do a thing. You need to have allocated power to that skill and have it available when someone attacks you to do that reaction. Otherwise, it's useless. So there is a constant planning ahead about where you're going to allocate power and how you're going to manage it, Um, not only for the things you want to do in your turn, but maybe the stuff that you want to react to in your opponent's turn. Mm -hmm. And it's those little decisions which just make make the game worthwhile i mean we've played we have played three games of this three yes. maybe three four. scenarios one of those scenarios we've played twice yeah i was about to say and those three to four games have all played slightly differently depending on the characters we've taken and how we've decided to allocate and what skills to take and all those sort of things all those little decisions have added up to three or four very very different games too yeah and if if we really want to illustrate that i think the first two games we played which is effectively the same scenario Mm -hmm. really kind of sum up the difference there in that i can't remember if we won the second one we definitely didn't win the first one um because without getting too much of a recap we we got into a big old brawl we were supposed to go rescue a, a civilian type friend, but we got into a big old brawl, got bogged down, and it just didn't happen. Um, whereas the second game, we looked at allocating skills that might be able to do area damage or to clear spaces or to give you things like move boost or let you move over and through people and things like that. So all of a sudden, you can do the things that you need to do in that scenario. In it, same game, practically same characters. Completely different result. Yeah. Nah. Well, shall we? Do you want to get into a recap of the games that we've done? Yeah, let's do. Let's do a quick one. Why don't we do that after a very quick break, so I can get rid of these kittens that are bloody tearing around? I'm the just room. watching. Just watching you throw things in range. I'm just. <laughs> I'm. I'm looking around. I'm going. Oh, okay, that's soft enough. And then trying to throw it near them to get their attention to to scare them off. But they're not scared. They just look no. at me and they keep going back. Yeah. No. Ah, dear. All right, you can. Let me get rid of these. Deal. <laughs> back through. Done.
kitten free. God damn it. They were distracting. <laughs> I have gotten rid of the kittens. I have retrieved my Batman cushion and my Thoughtless Bowl 3 stubby holder <laughs> from the ground from whence I threw them. But yes, we have played a couple of games. So we've actually played five games all up, I realized. Well, so we played through the first one twice. Second one once and the third one twice. So the first two, uh, and this this book comes with, is it 12? I don't even know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nine, twenty scenarios. That twenty is scenarios in the base game. Yeah. We've played three. Mm-hmm. So we've got a bit to go. Not angry. No, not angry at all. The first one is known as Rescue and is an AI scenario. The first two are AI scenarios. So we thought, let's give them a go because that'll get us used to the rules and you know, some randomly generated AI controller can control the bad guys. And we'll see how we go as the players. So Rescue, basically the controller will win if... He carry he KOs three of the player characters, so can be the same one three times or just three of our guys. If they get KO'd, if their health gets reduced to zero, that's it, he wins. Or if the NPC is KO'd. What we had to do was claim all four scenario tokens, uh, of which there are four, obviously, but one of them had an NPC which was totally up to us to choose. So I think we were rescuing the queen, mm-hmm. but it could very well have been the king or Prince Adam or even Cringer. We should have rescued Cringer. That we would have been totally should, totally should have. Didn't realize that at the time. Uh, but we had to have the NPC escape, right? These things are scattered throughout the, uh, the board and the scenario gives you obviously the layout of the board and what sort of terrain there is, where the bad guys start, where all the minions start, all that sort of stuff. We chose, so we had, I had He-Man and Ram-Man because. Yes. Ram-Man, right? (laughs) And uh, you took Fisto and Buzz off. What is best in life? (laughs) To fist things, obviously. <laughs> we, got, we got Fisto, we got Ram Man. Mm-hmm. I feel like we were just, what could go wrong? Exactly. What could go wrong? So the first game, we stuffed a few things up. So, for instance, we didn't even use the minions. Like we totally forgot that they activate and try and kill us when it's their turn. But that didn't matter because we got slaughtered and we lost that game before we'd even turned over one of those scenario tokens to find out what was going on. Yeah, there was a big old sort of bottleneck that we got caught up in and we got surrounded by little dudes and bigger dudes and then all of a sudden, like, I feel like there was this assumption that He-Man could wade into things and just 
They would go away. They would melt before the wall of man flesh. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, that was not the case in this game. And uh, he goes my, down pretty quick. All my illusions about He-Man and that being the strongest man in the world and all that, all the power that he has, being the master of it all. Yeah, he was not, not at all this game. <laughs> so we didn't even turn over one NPC token. So we thought, screw this. Set it up again. We don't even need to mix up the NPC or no. the scenario tokens. It was, it was pretty quick. Turned one over. No. <laughs> Let's go for it again. So we try it again. And we found the NPC on the second token. So we turned over two of the tokens. Uh, buzz off, managed to buzz, buzz away with the uh, and find Queen Marlena and start to get it, bring her back before we were completely slaughtered and overrun again. Yeah. So we didn't get to the other two scenario tokens and we definitely did not get the NPC off the table. This was about the time that I realized that it was actually a good game and not just a shits and gigs, Mm -hmm. punch your way through things and life is good, right? So there was a moment of appreciation after we got slaughtered in rapid succession. Um, firstly, that there is the, a relatively, I won't say smart, but a, a playable AI. Mm-hmm. So it says the guy playing Blood Bowl 3. Um, <laughs> there's a playable AI, which means you can play solo if you want, um, or you can play with a friend as opposed to against a friend if you want. Um, but it, scenario one, not easy mode. No. No, and I think, well, how much of that is it not being easy mode and how much of it is the fact that we knew what the scenario was, we knew what we had to do, but we really didn't choose our characters very well, I don't think. Buzzoff was good. Yeah. The rest of them, not so much. there are a number of characters that would have been really good in that instance um and the thing i think we weren't sure about at that point is the order of do you choose the scenario and then the characters the characters and then the scenario um so yeah look we could could have played it a lot better (laughs) we picked cool shit and we ran at the bad guys to fist them and some were fisted and some of them fisted us back good time was had by all yeah, I mean, like we say in the intro, we played games badly, and we played this one extremely badly. But it gave us that taste, and we were eager, and it was a lot of fun. And after failing the first one twice, we did what any sane person would do. We ignored it, and we moved on to the second one. The second one little bit more sort of straightforward the victory condition for both sides this is another ai one so we're playing together again is gain five victory points now the way you could get a victory point was by koing somebody or any of the characters so us could claim an objective in an adjacent space by performing an interact action so can't claim a an objective if there's an enemy standing next to it But if there's no enemies, you can sort of grab that and that gives you a victory point as well. And so that was it. 
it's a fairly straightforward. It's called mountain it's, brawl. It's there's not an awful lot to it. We brawled on a mountain. Yes. Now for this one, I took, you know, being that it's a master's game and that there's so many different characters that we can choose and and I played He-Man and Ram-Man, so I thought, well, I'll take two totally different characters. I took Battleaxe He-Man. Which, in your defence, <laughs> completely different character. Yes. Not only because he had a completely different set of tools, but he has a different model, he has different rules, he does different things, he's proper berserker He-Man. Like, he's, he's an angry little dude. Um, I, I also would really like um, battle damage He-Man and... Um, oh, yes, the battle armour. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's. I mean, there's still... This is... No matter how many models they do, cool mini or not, they they did a whole heap of Kickstarter models. But there are still so many things that they can do. Dragon Blaster Skeletor, for example. (sighs) Or they could release the Serpent Men out into the world. Then that wouldn't be Kickstarter exclusive. Exactly. And then I could get them. Um, But I took Battle Axe, He-Man, and I took Stonedar because there are a lot of rocky outcrops in this mission, and Stonedar gets extra bonuses when he's on a rock. So I Makes thought, look at me thinking. Look at the big brain right. on Brett. Now, the other, the other one I – and look, I didn't necessarily think as many big brain things, but I started looking for fun mechanics that I thought would be good in game that weren't just bashing stuff. Um, so I took Manny Faces – Mm-hmm. Step one. And the cool mechanic with um, Manny Faces is that the, the upgrades that we talked about that you get throughout the game, he gets them all at the start. And they're effectively his faces. So there was a robot one and a monster one and a human one. Um, and you pick one and that's the one you start on. And you can only use one at a time. Mm-hmm. So he could effectively change his faces and do different stuff. And I thought that was super cool and, you know, potentially situational but useful. And then he says having a blank. Teela. Thank you, Princess Teela. Princess Teela, not just Teela, Princess <laughs> Teela. Um, who, again, kind of not a real straight-up bash character or anything like that but had a lot of um, – interactive actions with other players and other characters and you could kind of get them to do actions or give them buffs and stuff as well. So I thought there's there's a potential way to kind of maximize the strengths of your teammates. Which is not a bad idea, especially when you've got four players on that team. Yeah. Uh, look, I, in this one, the other thing that we did, I didn't take note of the characters we played against. With the AI. So I know that we played against Skeletor. What was the first game? Skeletor, Merman, Triclops. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that was it. Yep. Uh, second game, we played against some of the weaker ones, maybe. We, we did maybe do a little bit of a, a sneak through the one to go, ooh, I reckon Mosquito is not going to be great. And I reckon, um, what's her face? The snake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was but- a chick with the, 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 snake scorpion tail yeah now she 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 wasn't great so we carried her into the third game yeah. and said let's play her again um, the rest of them that we thought might not be great were actually still halfway decent yeah 
but I think we played, yeah, we played against Mosquito once. We played against Webster. Uh, yeah. Couple. There were two others there that I can't remember off the I top of my head. I can picture his bloody face with the bloody zappy axe gun thing. Anyway. Oh, bla- blast attack. Thank Quite you. Quite right. Yep. And then. No, I can't for the life of I don't know how last one. we are not getting names right because it's just description with or on the end, generally. Or man. Or yeah. Some play on words. Like whoever thought these characters up did not put an awful lot of time or put an awful lot more crack into the whole process. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall on those power suit clad board meetings where they had to name some of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be a scene out of Mad Men where they're all like, had a couple of whiskeys and they're all smoking in a boardroom with power suits on. And it's just going to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just he's got a fist. Call him Fisto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a totally different tangent, there's a, a very not safe for work podcast that I listen to uh, called Dave's Video Graveyard. A bunch of, a bunch of guys, or a guy and a girl, out of Adelaide who do a lot of like movie type related, vaguely movie related podcasts, right? They played a game on one of theirs recently, which was pick the name. And so one of them would give the other one and their guest a handful of names and they had to pick whether that name was for a My Little Pony or a porn star. And the amount that they didn't get right. Like these names could be either. It's incredible. I'm now going through my my little pony knowledge, and yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know a lot of my little pony names. I don't know a lot of porn star names, but they all sort of sound the same to me. One of those is a lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a brony, that's true. Uh, but yes, similar thing. Ma- Masters of the Universe, their names are all very Although the, the good news here is you've just given me the perfect alibi for my internet search history. <laughs> I was looking at porn stars. <laughs> Not ponies. What are you talking about? It's a pornography store. I was buying pornography. Anyway, second game or second scenario, we crushed that. So five to one. Yep. Not an issue. We claimed some of the relics or slash objectives. We knocked out one or two of the guys and that was it. It was a nice, easy win and... It was the first win, the first Masters win for us. So it was sweet. We we suckled at the teeter victory. We, you know, all of those things. It yes. was good. So we moved on, and this is a couple of nights later. We decided, let's go one on one. Let's take it, take it to the man. Let's let's fight against each other and see what the one-on-one is like in this game. And I must say, I'm a fan. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I feel like you had the rougher end in that I basically did a rinse and repeat of what we did last time. That was pretty straightforward. So you had the controller mm-hmm. side. 
So the additional mechanics that came with being the AI controller, but he's no longer AI. AI um, would have been better, but anyway. It's now the BI. <laughs> um, Body but index? Yes. Okay. Um, but you, I suppose you had that fun. So I suppose you probably have a better way to explain the difference between being just a player and... Uh, yes. So you only get three characters as a controller, which we've gone into before. You get minions as well. Uh, but, yeah, the four cards that you're laying down on that who you want to go first thing is the three characters and then there's a strategy card. And what the strategy card does is it allows you to move your minions and attack with them so they all get one move, one attack, if appropriate. They can't take two moves. They can't you know, do multiple different things. They move it's and attack. It's got to be in that order. It's yep. pretty basic. Yeah, nice and simple. Uh, something we totally forgot about on the first game, but I did not on this game. The other thing that you get is you don't get those three cool abilities that the players get. So pretty much your characters are going to be the same and doing the same things round after round after round, right? But you do have four cards that you can use and they will do various different things and give you various different abilities and they are the cards that you use the power that the players give to you. So things like spawning more minions and you know making an extra move with a character, things like that is stuff that you can do with that power. So there's four generic kind of things that you yes. can do. Rather than having character-specific things, they don't get upgraded. They do their normal thing, but you get four generic things that you can then spend power on to do additional stuff. Yeah. So the way, the way that the upgrades work is pretty much there's a tracker which has one to five. Starts on zero, goes one to five. At one, all of the player characters get their green ability, which is the weakest of the lot. At three, they get the yellow one. At five, they get the red one, which is the hard one. So that's the turning into He-Man on Battle Cat sort of thing, right? Each time the heroes gets one of those, you basically unlock a, an extra ability for one of your characters. So by the third time, you, all three of those characters have one extra little ability. It's not as powerful or as, you know, over the top as the players ones but you know it's an extra little bit in your arsenal and each time same time as you do that you also get to upgrade one of those four cards so for example the minion ones you can spend three power to summon two minions two more minions or you can spend two power to activate two minions when you upgrade that card and it's your choice as each time you get to upgrade which of the four you upgrade. And if the game goes on for enough time, you have upgraded three of those four. But if you upgrade that one, it's now three power to place three minions or activate three minions. So a little bit stronger, a little bit more ability that you get as the game goes on. That being said, it's nothing like a battle cat. What is really? No, exactly. 
the other thing that you you do have going in your favor as the controller is that you know you're always going to get that first turn yeah which can be huge it's huge and i mean there's also a numbers game here in that the players are going to have four characters but you have an infinite number of minions on the board as well so you know there is this real kind of swarming part to it as well so look it felt pretty balanced yeah i will say that yeah no it definitely felt balanced i i took along for this game i took along the horde because i like i said i had purchased that horde box and i wanted to use it so the three guys i took i took mantena i took grizzlaw and i took the main man himself hordak and because I was taking those guys, my minions were the Horde Troopers. Mm-hmm. Which so these Horde, oh, they're so much fun. So they have a shooting attack, which is kind of cool. Um, that's the other thing we haven't mentioned is the dice. Oh, yes. So the dice are pretty funky. They have their six-sided dice. You will roll X amount of them in your attack or whatever you're trying to do. They have range symbols. So they have two range symbols, three close combat symbols, and a castle grayscale symbol. And, so the way yeah. this plays out is hitting persons close up uh, with with your sword is more likely to succeed than hitting them at range with your gun because there are more successes uh, that are swords. Uh, there are less that are range, but you know you can hit someone from up to four squares away. So you know that's a thing. Um, and then the castle grayscale effectively adds acts as your critical hit. So it generally means a couple of things one you get power back mm-hmm. uh if you do an action and you roll one of those crits but there's also uh some abilities that kind of chain off that so if you you do the thing but if you roll a crit then also another thing happens yeah and with the minions they're all sort of one health so one hit and they're dead my little horde troopers they had one shield so you basically had to get two successes in an attack to take them out because they'll mitigate the first one with their armor. But when they die, they explode and potentially do one damage to somebody standing next to them, which I just loved because the old models, you press the button, they all fall apart. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I had to get one of the Origins ones. The, the whole falling apart mechanic is not quite the same in the new toys as it was in the old ones probably a bit safer it's yeah there's less asbestos and swallowable items so you know yes which is a shame yeah because bring back the golden age times but yeah so i took them and yeah so the hordak leading his horde against the evil good guys yes mm-hmm. of which i feel like we're playing masters of the universe so we had to take a he-man that felt yep. necessary um I feel like Battle Axe He-Man is more fun than regular He-Man. So, you know, <laughs> let's, let's see. Although I since realized that the regular He-Man is the one that gets Battle Cat. Anywho, here we are. We've made our choices. We have Battle Axe He-Man. Um, and in the first game, and you wrote them down, so this will be faster if you say it, but there was definitely a Man-at-Arms. Yep. There was, I want to s- I mean, Damn I've it. got them. I'm just enjoying the facial expressions had, as you try and remember. This. No, there was a Stratos. Yes. And a... The fourth Bolas. one was the one you probably used the most. 
I got I got so over no, that was the second game. No, you Wasn't took it? the same guys. Do I take it the same? Oh, that's yeah. why I was confused because <laughs> he was the best, but I thought I only took him in the last game and I couldn't I was so excited putting him on the table, but I thought I only did it for one game, but clearly no. The excitement was overwhelming. Orko. Yes. Uh, yes. I couldn't not. Um so yeah, no, I thought I swapped them around, but I, I clearly no. Um and again, mix of, of abilities and things. So Battleaxe He-Man is very much how much damage can I do, but also this really awkward, cool, but awkward mechanic of you can take wounds as opposed to spending power. So you had some, I chose not to do that in any instance because <laughs> it seemed dangerous. Um, and there was a lot of fighting going on and there was a lot so of characters much- up against each other. Yeah, it just feels like health can go down so quickly that taking additional wounds is very risky. And it may be rewarding, but very risky. Um, Stratos was very much there as a, hey, I need a move. I potentially need to fly. I potentially need to get around. Um, that always seems like a good idea. Uh, Man-at-arms and Commander Man-at-arms, to be confirmed, because there are two. But he was another one that was one of those force multipliers in that he had some abilities that let other players do stuff. Um, and I didn't even look at Orko's abilities at the time. I just went, we're absolutely putting Orko on the table and we'll work this out later. Um, but he was absolutely the star. He was so funky. We will guess. So... And his his basic stuff was pretty basic in that. Basic attack, it was like four dice, range attack, does some things. However, for free, you can power this one up and roll an additional two dice. This sounds great. Why would I not do this for free? It's basically a six dice attack. However, for every critical hit you roll, Orko takes a wound. Which is so consistent with the character. So good. And then the very first upgrade he got, his little green one, was his hat. And the way this played out is you roll two dice and for each of the symbols on the dice, there is a different effect. He just pulls something random out of the hat um, and it has a, you know, an extra power. You can roll an extra dice um, and it can, things like they can heal, they can do stuff, but also he can take wounds, but also the bad guys can take wounds. But, you know, there's, there was lots of things that the hat could pull out. I mean, three, there are three symbols on the dice, but <laughs> it felt like endless possibilities every single time. So again, another another force multiplier. He just did stuff. It was risky. It was he then had heal abilities. So one of those was you could heal yourself or a friend within four squares randomly if you happen to roll the right dice. And then as abilities unlocked, the one I loved, he had a teleport ability. So you spend a bunch of power and he jumps up to four squares. And he can bring a friend with him. So it's lockjaw all over again. It was so good. Movement effects are the best in-game effects at all. Period. Ever. Um, so anyway, he was 
you, I'm starting with Orko and we're going to see what's in his hat. And we're going to do that again because it was worth it. Um, and again, and again, so good. and again. So good. <laughs> he was, he was honestly a surprise. I expected him to be rubbish mm-hmm. um, and basically be playing with three characters, but he was legit. He was the star. He he did a lot more. The other guys seem very sort of straightforward. Stratos did two tenths of shit all. I should have given him his rocket jet pack, but anyway. Um, Things that you learn after. Yeah. And, you know, depending on the scenario as well, that's when these sort of things will come in. That's it. Uh, but, yeah, so this one, we have five objectives on the board. First one to claim three wins. Simple as that. Doesn't matter how many people get KO'd. Doesn't matter what else happens. First one to get three of those objectives. So, first time we played this, ironically enough, we got it wrong. So the boards... I didn't even realise. I didn't realise until we were setting up, I think, for the second game. Mm. We decided to do the same one again because yeah, the the first round was the first game was over relatively quickly. We still got you guys to the red uh, skills, yeah. I believe, but um, yeah, but it was pretty much a surefire thing. So the way this played out is there are four four spots, so two controller or four controller spots and and four player spots to set up, and the way they're laid out in the map and the way that you intend to is that you basically have two characters on your team at opposite diagonal corners. Yep. Right. So I set up in the top left and the bottom right and the controller does the opposite of that. We ignored that completely. And I just set up on my side of the table and you set up on your side of the table. And neither of us thought this was wrong. Oh, Even we though we've got, we've got little tokens there with the P and the C no, on there. No one looked at it. We just, we no. just did it. Right. Um, and I feel like somebody has thought through this map and realized that that's the best way to balance it to make sure that everyone has equal opportunity to get to the same number of objectives. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. we completely disregarded that um, and through absolutely no fault of my own, uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first game was over pretty quickly. So, I mean, the way that the objectives are laid out, there's pretty much three in the middle. So at various different points, one on the left, one on the right, one in the middle. And then in the middle, there's one objective on either of the long edges. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we both threw people at the ones in the middle, in the Mm -hmm. left, and ones at the right. And then I think you threw couple more people at them Mm -hmm. and i just sent my third guy trundling down the middle to get the one on my side of the board i kind of which was then my side of the board because we had set up completely incorrectly yeah i um had this assumption because i mean the other issue i had right was minions of which there was a bunch scattered around the board Mm. and i suppose i have to deal with them and you did not have to deal with them. True. So I'm like, I need to swarm, murder a bunch of dudes as quickly as possible to get rid of some minions so I can do some stuff. Um, so I did go almost like heavy one side. I just kind of, and hopefully the idea was that you pick one or two up there and you can swing everybody around because you've cleared it. 
alas. Um, <laughs> Twas not to be in the time allowed. Yeah, so took that one, I think it was 3-1 mm. in the end. We then set up again, both of us using exactly the same teams, but we set up this one correctly on diagonal sides rather than the same side. And this one was a lot closer. It came down to the the end result was 3-2, and that last objective we were fighting over. So long. <laughs> we, we were fighting quite hard over. You had, I think, Man-at-Arms and Orko in there. I had Hordak and Mantena trying to attack from outside. And in yeah. the end, I, I stole it away from you. It was, yeah, that that was one of those ones that I think we both did relatively good jobs of not only trying to get the objective right, but Mm -hmm. to deny the other person just by having somebody standing next to it all the time. So there was a lot of thought around not how do I get the objective, but just how do I get someone next to it so you can't claim it? And then how the hell do I keep them alive? Um, I think... If if my memory serves me correctly, I think I managed to steal the the one on on my side of the board again relatively quickly, mm-hmm. but then it became like a fight at like three points for the other ones. Yeah, so I I thought I had one of them pretty quickly with Stratos because he had a bit of a move boost, so he could spend power to move extra squares. So I just threw him up there. Not realizing how quickly, I suppose, Hordak and a couple of those minions could get to him. So that got locked down for a little bit longer than I expected it to happen. Um, so basically, cool. yeah, all those middle ones, let me just one, two, three, one. Two. So the middle one on the left, middle one on the right are at exactly the right number of squares away from the starting points. So that if you two move with anyone, they're standing right next to it. Yeah. The the other ones take a little bit longer to get to, which you know with a with a bit more of a move boost or something like that you could probably get to. Yeah. But you know, one of them was in the middle of a forest. Yeah. Other one was on top of a rock. Yeah. And yeah, they were just the right amount. They were pretty much six squares away each. Yeah. So I think the first one was the time I realised that you can't take an objective if someone else is contesting it. Because mm-hmm. the way this played out from memory is that you got the first go, Hordak double moves will be standing next to the objective. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, I only need one movement to get there if I use all of my power. So I just one move there and went, I will interact. And you went, no, you can't. I'm standing next to it. And I went, oh, crap. <laughs> and that's when we had a big fight over that objective. Yes. And then I think we had Hordak, uh, not sorry, Hordak, um, He-Man. Grizzlaw. Orko, I think, was part of that as well. And yeah, yeah He-Man and Grizzle were just pound for pound. Yeah, and there was there was a moment there where I thought I had it and then Orko got KO'd and ended up too far away to do what he did to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got there eventually, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, look, this one, this one was a lot closer and could have swung either way. It was a good, good game. So... I mean, that's it. Three scenarios. We've done two of them twice. We've got, we're up to the next one, which is called the Relic, which 
sounds interesting. We shall have to give that a go shortly. Mm-hmm. Overall, thoughts? Look, I think the game itself is actually really slick. I feel like it hits all of the right parts in the the nostalgias. I feel like all the abilities are appropriate for the characters. It's like all of that is good. If I was going to criticize anything, it feels like it's component heavy in that there are just a lot of cards and tokens and stuff. Not unusual for a cool mini or not game, but the setup is more onerous than the game. Yeah, so setting up took a little bit of time, especially, you know, setting up We the don't know what we're doing. But yeah, well, there's that, true. Uh, the other thing I found is a couple of times I was trying to refer to the rule book going, is this the way it works or can I, can we do this? And look, it's the rule book's a very basic rule book. It's a very, yeah, it's light. And so there was moments where we're like, what happens in this instance? Because the order that things resolve in matter mm-hmm. to how this would play. And it just doesn't go into that level of detail. So you kind of have to go, all right, what are we going to agree to? Yeah, Which, not bad, not a terrible thing, but I suppose coming from a background with some really clear rule sets about exactly how stuff works, it's just one of those things you've got to roll with. Um, and I need a better way to store everything because there is more stuff in that box than you can fit back in the box. <laughs> yeah, look, there's a lot of stuff. It, but what I found is that the, the rules are basic enough. You know, you've got two actions. You can do this, 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 or this, and you can do two of them in any order that you like. And it's just very easy to pick up gameplay that's that is the bit i I kind of latch on to and really appreciate in that the game is simple you've got two actions you've got some stuff you can do you can spend power and whatnot but effectively you do two things and here's a scenario achieve the objectives choose whoever the hell you want it doesn't matter um maybe go for guys that are appropriate for the scenario I mean, sure, uh, if, if you want to be that kind of person. Uh, but no, just pick pick Fisto and fist things and then see. Um, so, but I don't feel like it was overly simplistic and I'm like, yeah, I've played that, cool. Um, I'm going to go play Snap instead. Like, I want to play more. I want to try different things. I want to play scenarios again. So replayability given that there's 20 scenarios in the base game uh plus all of the expansion joy plus, plus all of the characters that you can play plus the fact that i can play as the controller i can play as the player and i could do two players versus a controller or two players versus an ai like there is so many combinations of a very simple game that give you a lot of variety even playing the same character twice, like you don't have to choose the same upgrades each time. That's it. That can have a totally different effect on, on the way that you're playing and, and how the scenario turns out. Really, really dig it. It's good. Yeah. I think we made a very good call in a game to give away because, you know, if we'd played it and it was shit, like that, that's on us. Yeah. <laughs> And let's, we played yeah, it, and it's good. Yeah, and if if we played it and it was shit, we would lie through our teeth on this episode um, and tell you how wonderful it was. But we haven't had to do that, which is glorious. Or have 
No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't. No. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much of the nostalgia thing adds to my love of this game. Look, but I'm not sure that you, I am not sure that you would buy this unless, like, yeah. who is who is buying this that didn't watch He Man as a kid? I'm not sure. Um, but you could quite easily and play the game and just enjoy the game. Um, and let's face it, I mean, you're not going to, having never seen the TV show, you're not going to buy this and then go and watch the TV show. Don't absolutely. do that. Don't, don't, don't. That's worse. <laughs> Please don't do that. Watch Revelations. That was good. Yes, Revelations was great. The The game does come with a couple of uh, morals as well. So the moral cards, we didn't play those, but like there's a whole moral deck that you shuffle up and at the end of the game you draw a card and that's the moral of that game. <laughs> it's completely irrelevant and random and the best thing. Look, Masters, board game, awesome game, a lot of fun. Glad I backed it on Kickstarter. Would you like it for free? Why the hell wouldn't you? Agreed. Jump on Facebook, tag somebody, um, like the post. If you're a Patreon, you will get extra entries. You still need to tag and like the post, but you will get extra entries because they are the ones paying for these giveaways. But definitely, look, jump on board. We've had a number of entries. I'm really looking excited. This will be drawn at the end of this month or well, start of next month. So sometime early May, I'm going to be posting or giving this thing away depending on who wins it. I'm excited. And then we're going to have to play some more with some more people. Yes. That is that is a thing. And more games is more good. Which is less bad. Yes. Which means we're not allowed to mention it on the podcast. I don't know. I'm confused. My brain is melting. Uh, so let's wrap up there. <laughs> um, there is also the Throw the Dice painting competition on uh, GW in Geelong are doing a bits competition, so Ooh. a conversion competition, <gasps> like preferably conversion. not painted. He <gasps> would prefer them not painted so that you, he can see what sort of bits have gone into the model that you've created. I have and, at least two options right here on my desk. This is the best. <laughs> and Elliot has made a little trophy out of bits as well for that. So. Oh, it's bits as a trophy. That sounds glorious. <laughs> and you can get your hands on it. So that's on. Are going to need both? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it in person. I've only seen photos, so I don't know how big it is. <laughs> I need something for scale, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I want to mention is Thoughtless Bowl 4. We announced today that we have added some more tickets. I had to do bad things that I can't unsee. <laughs> um, but. Where on the doll did Rich touch you? No. Um, we have upped the number of tickets from 26 to 32. So this is good in the fact that of those 26 tickets, we sold 29 within 48 hours. 
So through no fault of our own. This is not collusion, <laughs> no. uh, extortion, or anything else. It was incidental, but uh, it means that everyone that is paid can now play. This is yes. good, um, but it also means that there are a few extra spots. So I think there are three. Yes, unsold tickets. Three unsold tickets. We will take names as possible reserves. For in case anybody drops out Somebody last minute. Somebody is randomly beheaded beforehand. Um, yeah, so, but we will not take money off them unless they are actually offered a spot, I suppose, is the, the kicker there. Um, we are filling the store. Yeah. We're like, right. Rich was very, very clear this is store capacity and there is not a chance in hell he will, like, he's not sure if he's allowed to be there as the store <laughs> operator because that, that brings the number in store to 33 and that may be too many. Um, yes. Rich was pushing for 30. And I was like, can we do 32? Just give us one more table, one more table, because if we made it 30, then th with the reserves we've already got, that's just one extra ticket. So we pushed it up to 32. There are three tickets available. First in, first serves. First people to get that money to that bank account that's in the players pack will get those tickets. And this is going to be big. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're excited. This will be our second tournament for the year. Second of three tournaments, I think, for the year. So we will be doing another Why So Serious towards the end of the year. Details on that will come out shortly, soonish. Yeah, we are already working on it, so we'll. Considering the fact that we sold this one out pretty much in forty-eight hours, we need to give people a lot of notice for the last one. So yeah, stay so tuned for that. But we are giving our shit together. Yeah, which Ish. is so unlike us. Ish, we're attempting to anyway. Anyway, anything else you want to say before we have we a, do we have a new social media outlet that we need to mention? Oh yes, no, I've got it in in capitals here. So if you haven't already, give us a follow, a like on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, OnlyFans. It is up. It has happened. Like, I was fist bumping the air when I finally got the approval for that because that has been a bloody nightmare to get an account for a podcast on a server like that. They did not want me. They did not want us. They did want, definitely did I not mean, want me because they turned me down like five or six times. To be fair, though, neither do our listeners. Um, so this oh, is the yeah. this is the rejection that we not only used to but we thrive on. Um, so it was very out of the ordinary when I got the approval message, having just left your house for our master's session. I noticed that message came through rather late. Yes, yeah, no, it, I literally was still outside. I hadn't gotten in the car yet when I saw that message, and I was excited. But yes, OnlyFans is a thing. We're there. By all means, do not subscribe. <laughs> I don't plan on doing an awful lot with it, but it is there. The joke right. is real. I mean, we say we don't plan on doing a lot, but surely, I, I don't know how we do this, but we absolutely need to do things. <laughs> Some strategically placed dice in a photo. Anyway, 
thank you to all our Patreons. Special thanks to our thoughtless patrons. Uh, as always, Alice Clinton Kingsley. Much appreciated, guys. And uh, that's it from us. Like, I'm only going to need 12 mil dice. <laughs> Catch ya. Casual <laughs> gaming. Casual gaming.